0: Welcome back to Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership podcast on the season of Lent. This is week two, self-denial, setting our minds on things above. Let's listen together to the psalm, the epistle reading, and the gospel reading from the Revised Common Lectionary, Cycle C. Psalm
1: 27 The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and foes, they shall stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise up against me, yet I will be confident. One thing I asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will set me high on a rock. Now my head is lifted up above my enemies all around me, and I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud, be gracious to me and answer me come my heart says seek his face your face Lord do I seek do not hide your face from me do not turn your servant away in anger you who have been my help do not cast me off do not forsake me O God of my salvation if my mother and father forsake me the Lord will take me up teach me your way O Lord and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Do not give me up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and they are breathing out violence. I believe that I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Philippians 3, verses 17 to 4 verse 1. Brothers and sisters, join in imitating me, and observe those who live according to the example you have in us. For many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. I have often told you of them, and now I tell you even with tears. Their end is destruction, their God is the belly, and their glory is in their shame. Their minds are set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and it is from there that we are expecting a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will transform the body of our humiliation, that it may be conformed to the body of His glory, by the power that also enables Him to make all things subject to Himself. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. Now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep but since they had stayed awake they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Just as they were leaving him Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. While he was saying this a cloud came and overshadowed them and they were terrified as they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my Son, my chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. And they kept silent, and in those days told no one any of the things they had seen.
0: Many of us listening today might remember a time in the life of the church when the seeker movement was all the rage. And I remember at the time thinking it was a little odd because I can't really think of myself as anything but a seeker. Even though I've been a Christian since I was a child, I still experience myself to be someone who is seeking God in the depths of my being, seeking more of God than I have right now, seeking deeper levels of transformation than I have right now. Uh, seeking meaning, more meaning than I understand right now. So I find today's readings to be especially encouraging because it's all about the seeking. Um, it's how we can bring greater intentionality to our seeking during this season. We're seeking God for sure, we're seeking the things that are above, we are seeking uh, those things that are deeper. Than our typical priorities, we want to get in touch with the deeper spiritual desires so that we can seek God with all of our hearts. And so I wonder today um, what you're thinking about as you think about bringing more intentionality to your seeking. You know, one of the primary practices associated with seeking, and especially in Lent, is prayer specifically creating more space for God through private prayer. We've already read about the fact that we're to seek a very private place. We're supposed to go into our closet to pray because some of us who are public prayers probably need to go inside and be a little bit more hidden with our praying. Our gospel reading for this week actually shows us Jesus seeking out time for private prayer. So even though he walked so closely and in such intimate communion with his Father, he still sought out times and ways to bring intention to his life of prayer. And so this week, I'm just encouraging us to think a little bit about our prayer life and especially our private prayer. And could we create a little bit more space for private prayer as we journey through this second week of Lent? Um, the, the story that, that shows us Jesus praying is actually the transfiguration. Um, Jesus talks to God, uh, God talks to him, and while he is praying, the experience of it all is so intense that it actually says that he he was changed, his face was transfigured. I actually learned this week that the word transfigured and the word transformed have the same etymology, and so to see Jesus changed In his prayer encounter is a beautiful picture of what could and might happen to us as we give more time to our own prayer during this week in this time of prayer, God affirms Jesus' identity. You know, Sometimes we think about Lent as being a time that is so somber, and it's all about repentance and uh, the gnashing of teeth and all of that. But in this passage, we see that God is actually affirming Jesus' identity as his chosen one, and he's telling the disciples who are watching, listen to him. He's got important things to say to you. And so there's both the speaking and the listening aspect of prayer contained in this story of the transfiguration. So um, we say words to God, but then we allow ourselves to become silent and to actually listen. For so many of us, oftentimes our prayers are just saying a lot of words to God, but what about stopping the flow of our own words and just listening to Jesus? This is my chosen one. Listen to him. And so my encouragement for myself and for you all this week is that we would seek out more time for prayer. Uh, that we would set aside those things that keep us distracted from devoting ourselves to prayer. So sometimes, even though our Lenten practices include some self-denial, and sometimes that might feel a bit heavy, I also am aware that this is a kind of spring cleaning for the soul, that as we clear out the junk and the garbage in our souls after a very long winter, that we can actually sort of sweep the decks clean so that God can come in and say something new and do something new in our lives so that we can actually be better at listening, and I find that to be an exciting proposition. Uh, So I'm wondering if we're deepening our sense of commitment to the practices that will help us set aside distraction, that will help us to deny those appetites that usually consume us, and to rather leave some emptiness in our lives so that we can experience our hunger for God and choose those things that actually do deeply satisfy our hunger for God. I also love the fact that in the Transfiguration story, Jesus encounters two of the wise ones of our faith, both Elijah and Moses, two characters that are really important to me in my own spiritual life and important to many of us who are on this journey. And so these two characters from Scripture join Jesus on the mountain in the cloud and they talk to him about his exit, how he's going to leave this world and leave this earth. So maybe some of us have some things we need to listen to as well and invite God to speak to us directly into our lives in vocation, and what God might have next for us. But the main point is to set our minds on things above this week, to set aside those things that keep us distracted. There's a lovely little phrase in the Transfiguration story where it says that the disciples were tired, they were weighed down with sleep, but since they stayed awake, they saw His glory. So I wonder if we can stay awake, in this season, what might we witness? What kinds of aspects of God's glory might we experience if we can just stay awake? So what are the practices associated with seeking for this week? Um, How about more time for prayer this week and some time for waiting in prayer? We say our words, but then we wait for God to say something back to us, for God to speak to us about our truest identity. What would it take for us to stay awake? What kinds of distractions do we need to set aside to be fully awake and present to the deeper dynamics of the spiritual life? And what is Jesus trying to say to us about our own lives? God says to us, this is my chosen one. Listen to him. And so I love the verse of the psalm that says, come, my heart says, seek his face. Your face, Lord, will I seek. Here's a little snippet of a poem that might help us to think about setting things aside in order to be fully present to Jesus as he speaks. Oh God, I admit it. I know nothing about self-denial. I don't know what to give up or how or why. My whole life is about consuming and being consumed and I'm deeply cynical about anything that diminishes your desire for us to choose life And yet, I know that simplifying actually clarifies. Spring cleaning sweeps away the junk and garbage that weighs me down. Eliminating distraction puts me in touch with what I most deeply want, which is you and your life-changing wind blowing unencumbered through my life. Oh God, lead me in the letting go of anything that distracts, numbs, keeps me all jumbled on the inside. Guide me into uncluttered rooms and wide open spaces where I can meet you, starting now. Amen.
1: Thank you so much for your support of the Transforming Center and this podcast. If you have enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review the podcast in iTunes or wherever you listen.